Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Jarvis, and welcome to the Yes to God podcast. At Life Action, our mission is to inspire your next yes to God. This podcast is designed to do just that by telling stories of people whose lives have changed because they said yes to God. So settle in, relax, and listen to today's story. I asked him afterwards, I said, did you say something about adoption? He was like, no, we, we didn't say anything about that. And I was like, well, that's what I heard from the Lord. God was putting the pieces together. And about six weeks later, that gentleman was, was buying my business, lock, stock, and barrel, buying the whole thing. Today, we're talking to Mike and Leanne Harris, who actually used to work here at the ministry, and God has taken them on a journey back and forth to a variety of things as they've said yes to God and have seen how God has used their lives in some really neat ways. So we want to help you get to know Mike and Leanne. When Life Action came to our church, Beach Haven Baptist Church in, in Athens, Georgia, the spring of 2004, they asked for volunteers in the church to host some prayer meetings in the homes. We volunteered to do that. And I don't think we genuinely were doing it to see revival come, but it was just, it just seemed like the thing to do, to volunteer and, and be hospitable. We had two kids at the time. We had a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And we were very structured in their schedules as far as bedtimes and our routines. And so Mike and I, this Sunday before they came, we were like, okay, we'll go to church this Sunday, but you know, that's probably it. I don't know about this whole 15 days of these people coming to our church. So we went that morning and just sensed the real presence of God we decided that afternoon, okay, we're gonna go back tonight. And then we went back that night. After that, we were like, okay, we have to go tomorrow night. Like, we can't miss this, it's so good. We didn't miss for the whole 15 days that they were at our church. Those 15 days were pivotal days in our family. We saw God do just amazing things within our Sunday school class and within our friends. We had never seen people get real with the Lord and be real with each other. And we wanted so much more of that. Even after 15 days of it, we, we didn't want it to end. We wanted more. We realized that we, we were some of those people. We were the people that had been wearing the mask and, and playing the quote-unquote Christian game of going to church and, again, patting ourselves on the back, saying, well, we're, we're good people, we're, we're good. We weren't even making a, a valid attempt at living authentic Christian lives. As you kind of think back to that summit, do you, do you recall any of the particular messages or, you know, things that, that were like sort of made to order just for you? One of the biggest things was just obedience, being obedient to God's promptings and to what the Bible clearly tells us that we should be doing, ways that we should be living. They taught our kids that obedience is doing what you're told to do when you're told to do it with the right heart attitude. Our kids know that now, you know, at 23 and 19, they still can quote that. One of the things that I specifically remember asking one of the revivalists was I asked him afterwards, I said, did you talk 
or speak or say something about adoption because I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about adoption when life action was there. He was like, no, we we didn't say anything about that. And I was like, well, that's what I heard from the Lord. So (laughs) we did follow through in obedience to that and adopting a little girl after Life Action left our church. What happened in the process? Like, what were some of your steps that you took that led you from that calling forward into actually doing it? Just kept praying about it and praying about it. And to be honest, I was terrified to talk to Mike about it because I thought he's going to think I'm crazy. Number one, I'm really not doing a great job with the two kids we already have. So why would we want to add another child to this mix? I just felt like I wasn't doing a great job as a mom, but that was the enemy lying to me. I finally got up the nerve to talk to Mike about what I was feeling in my heart and what I felt like the Lord was saying to me and what I had read in Scripture. And I told him, I said, I know you're going to think I'm crazy. And I just remember him saying, I don't think you're crazy. I think this is something we should pursue. And that kind of began our process. It took a long time. We adopted internationally and it took a long time. But two years later, we were able to bring home our daughter from China. That was a life-changing experience, too. Yeah, it was something that that God put on both of our hearts because of the lessons that we had learned about obedience. When Life Action left our church, there was just a lot of things going on in our hearts. Adoption was only a part of that. Mike was in the trucking business, and I worked for him, and we felt like maybe this isn't where God wants us to be occupationally. We had absolutely no idea what that looked like because Mike, his whole family does trucking. That's all he knew. We were like, okay, Lord, we feel like we sense that you're saying there's something else, but we don't really know what that looks like. That was going on at the same time. We felt this tug from the Lord to adopt a baby. I mean, simultaneously, these two huge life-changing events happening at the same time. When we sense that God might be asking us to do something different besides trucking, which, as a side note, was providing financially in incredible ways for our family, there was absolutely no reason for us to think that we needed to do something else for financial reasons. We were so well taken care of by this business, and so it wasn't that desire at all. No, actually, yeah, from from the secular side of the desk, I mean, it... It didn't make any sense to be considering doing anything else vocationally. We wrestled with the fact that our business was actually a ministry to our employees. We were able to minister to them in specific ways, and Mike was constantly pouring into their lives and speaking truth to them. So we just wrestled with the fact of, why should we walk away from this? But the Lord just kept making it more and more clear to us that it wasn't where we were supposed to be. Post-conference, on one side, we're pumped and excited and encouraged. On the other side, you know, the realization of, oh, my goodness, you know, we, we, we're failing at being a, a good, authentic Christian. And, and so we've got a lot of work ahead of us. So with the job, with my work, it was almost a daily internal wrestling match with me telling myself, well, this is all I know. You know, I, I don't know anything else. 
surely this is what God wants me to do. One day I have a uh, business lunch with a gentleman who's also in the same type of trucking business that I was. And I just mentioned it to him off the cuff, just, hey, you know, um, I may one day look at selling this. What do you think that looks like, selling the business? He immediately stopped me and said, if you ever want to sell your business, don't tell anybody else. I want your business, which was a shock to me. But lo and behold, God was putting the pieces together. And about six weeks later, that gentleman was buying my business, lock, stock, and barrel, buying the whole thing. It was really cool because the type of trucking business that I had, you just don't have someone that that knocks on your door every day wanting to buy your business. And so the way that God orchestrated that was really, really a neat thing. And then I started a process of fervently praying, Lord, what, you know, what's next? I reverted back to some old ways of thinking that I had to take the reins and figure this out on my own. And I looked at uh, multiple business opportunities and God just kept closing those doors over and over and over. Just a few months after Mike and Leanne sold their trucking business, Life Action came back to their church for a follow-up visit. They were able to share with the team all the incredible changes that God had brought about in their lives since that last visit, and then they asked the team to pray. Their direction was still unclear, but after some time spent in concentrated prayer, they felt reaffirmed that they were on the right path. That summer, we went on a went on a missions trip with our it was a family-oriented missions trip with our church that they had put together to go up to Buffalo, New York do some backyard Bible clubs and minor construction work on the church. Our whole family went. And when we were done at the end of the week, we said, hey, we don't really have anything to rush back home for. Why don't we kind of cut across the top of the United States here and go to Buchanan, Michigan and see the folks at Life Action. Very impromptu, kind of thrown together a little trip there. We called ahead. Ryan and, and Mary Ann were, were at home, called them and said, hey, you remember when you told us if we were ever in the Michigan area to uh, to look you up. Well, we're headed that way. Again, it was another one of those times that God just kind of orchestrated the whole thing. Very brief weekend, just a Saturday and, the, and a Sunday. Mike and Leanne had the opportunity to meet with a number of staff and the head of ministry. Over those few days, their eyes were open to some types of ministry work that they had never considered before. It was completely eye-opening because we never had thought of ourselves actually possibly being a part of Life Action because we've not been to seminary, we're not speakers. You know, we thought, how can we contribute to this ministry? But when we spent that day with some Life Action people and looking around the property and the headquarters, we were thought, oh, wow, maybe there is a place for us here. And to be honest, when we got in the car to head from Michigan to Georgia, we didn't want to leave. We're like, we don't want to go home. This place is awesome. It was really neat, just that realization of, wow, I, you know, I, I can I can use what gifts I, I do have and, and serve right here. After that visit, we came home, and several weeks later, Life Action invited me back up for a more formal interview process. At that time, they, they had a position that a gentleman was, was stepping out of they felt would be a good fit for me. So I came back home, and, and we talked and prayed about it. And within just a week or so, they called me and, and extended a, an offer 
for me to consider coming and joining the ministry there. Within weeks of each other, we accepted a referral for a little girl in China and started making travel plans to go get her, and we accepted a call to Life Action. That's neat how those things kind of happen concurrently there. Just out of curiosity, where have you landed since? We've moved to Michigan and we're working with Life Action. And we've got a beautiful little girl that we've adopted and we still have just this, this passion for adoption. So we're, we're, we're still kind of praying through, okay, what does that look like in our future? We knew we had room for one more, two more, three more. We didn't know what it looked like, but we just had this heart for the orphan and even for foster care. God had given us a a burden for that. And so we actually had a conversation with the directors at Life Action about our burden. We we really just didn't know what to do with the call that God had put on our heart for the orphan. They obviously wanted to pray through that with us. But one of the ideas we had was to figure out what does the modern-day orphan in America look like in our foster care system? How is the church taking care of that child? Mike and I, we homeschooled at the time. We still homeschooled, but we homeschooled then, and we loaded up the kids in the van and all their homeschool books, and we took about a two-week trip from Michigan all the way to South Florida We visited different children's homes between Michigan and Florida. We got a glimpse of what it looks like to take care of the modern-day orphan in America. And there was one particular children's home that we visited that we really felt just super comfortable there. We felt like we had known those people forever, and they just made us feel so welcome. it ended up that we went back and, and shared with my faction what we had what we had found on our trip and what we had discovered and and they said, Well what if you contact that one children's home, it's called Seamark Ranch, what if you contacted them and asked them if you could come and your family could be interns there for a while? So we called Seamark back and said, Hey, we've talked to Life Action and they were wondering if maybe we could become interns at your facility and of course they were arms wide open for us because they were needing help. There's always needs in that type of ministry and so they said absolutely we even have a double wide trailer that you can live in. It was like God hadn't worked it all out for us to go there and we didn't know. Here we were thinking we were settled with our position at Life Action and then God is saying there's more, there's more. Life Action actually commissioned us to go to Seamark Ranch and serve as interns for about six months. We ended up with a nine-month internship. And about three or four, five months into that nine-month internship, our hearts were just overwhelmed with love for all of the kids that we were caring for there. And we kept thinking, oh, goodness, how are we going to leave in a few months? penciled-in plan, I think, was for us to go down as interns and take what we had learned to Michigan and and use that in some way, shape, or fashion there. What ended up happening was, while we were there at the ranch, a full-time position opened up to 
be house parents in one of the one of the homes, uh, the girls' home there. So then we had the incredibly challenging decision to make about do we return to life action or do we accept this full time position as house parents? Ultimately, we felt the Lord calling us to stay there and to not leave the kids that we had fallen in love with and they had fallen in love with us. And so we became full-time house parents. And over the course of the time that we were at CMART, we had about 26 different kids that were under our care. Not at one time, but (laughs) over the course of the time we were there, about 26 kids that we were able to pour into, share the gospel with, see changes in their lives. God's hand was all over. And so we knew you know, we we can't. We've got to be obedient. We've got to we've got to follow through with this. You know, God's God's opening these doors, and and so we need to walk through them. So, um, yeah, that's that's exactly what we what we did. So, how long were you in Michigan, kind of on site at Life Action before you did that internship? So we were we were at Life Action for three years. Roughly. It was actually winters four winters <laughs> yeah. okay yeah right that's how we count it here in yeah, Michigan. For, yeah especially for us southern folks yeah four, four winters four winters we shoveled snow <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were we were at the ranch there in florida for um, almost four years also house parents in this context normally retained their positions for about a year and a half The positions are short-lived because of the emotionally taxing nature of the work that takes a toll very quickly. However, with God's grace, Mike and Leanne were able to pour into those children for four years. At the end of that time, they felt freedom from God to begin the next stage of their lives. My dad, uh, again, who, who was in the trucking business, which is the business that I had grown up in, he was having to step away from from the business to care for my mom, and he and I had several conversations about uh, about what he was going to do with the business. And one of his questions to me was, "Do you think the timing is good for you to come back and and take the reins and, and run the business?" And so we felt like at that time that it was it was time for us to pack up and, and move back home, back to Covington, Georgia back into the into the trucking business, which is kind of where I started, kind of came full circle. We had spent eight years ministering to others. I remember Mike telling me, it's time for us to go minister to our family. That really wasn't what I wanted to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> because we were praying through it, we felt like that that was the door that, that the Lord was opening for us next and uh looking back now what a what a blessing it was to be able to come home and i got to spend two years with my mom before she passed and then and then also being here with my dad through that process helping him and even to this day helping to care for him that's where we're at today back back home in our hometown in the trucking business involved in our local church you know we're, we're still praying okay lord what's next Wow. You know, your story reminds me of a statement that we make here that your yes to God will take you to places that you'd never imagine yourself going and give you opportunities that you never would have imagined yourself having. And I I think about, you know, your sort of zigzagging journey through adoption and being house parents and selling the business and then coming to life action and each step of that. And I'm sure you've thought about this. I think about this in my own life too. If you kind of go back in time and say, well, what if I had said no to God 
Or what if I hadn't have even shown up in those critical moments when God spoke? How different my life would have been, how much I would have missed. Yes, we often look at each other and said, what if we missed it? 